Welcome to Real Estate Mortgage Shop, where we offer solutions to your real estate and financing scenarios. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage professional. Catch this podcast and more at jogarner.com. Good morning, Memphis. Thank you to those of you listening from California to Maine and from Alaska to Florida and in between. Thank you for working with me on your mortgage financing. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. And if you have a question or a comment or a real estate-related conundrum, call the studio while we're live, June 11th, 2016 at... 901-535-9732 or outside Memphis area at 1-800-474-9732. Co-hosting today, as you can hear, is Tom King. He's an appraiser, an appraiser with Bill King Company, and he's going to be sharing some great tips during this show on what you need to know before you order a real estate appraisal. And he's going to be uh, talking about how to properly deal with a low appraisal. And I'm going to be sharing some options we have in the mortgage industry to help you land on your feet if you do have a challenge with your appraisal. So stay tuned. Tom, uh, most everyone knows who you are and how you help people using your appraisal expertise, but tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do for your clients at Bill King Company. All right. My company is named Bill King Company because it's named after my father. He started in, uh, he opened up his own office in 1948, believe it or not. And uh, uh, after that, obviously, I uh, came into it and I was the youngest of three and my brother and sister didn't want to go into the business. So I did. And it was the best move I ever made. So I've been in it uh, over 40 years and love my job. You know, I don't even need GPS when I'm hanging out with you because I am convinced, Tom, that you have a a virtual GPS in your brain of every street in Memphis, Shelby County, Tipton, and Fayette County. Well, it's it's close, but sometimes it gets stumped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I first got in the mortgage business, it was over 25 years ago, someone told me, if you can solve problems, you can make money. And the more problems you solve, the more money you're going to make. And this person that told me that has been absolutely right. A big part of problem solving, though, is preventative preparation and, of course, communication. And if you want to buy a house, and make sure you have an experienced realtor with a good reputation on your side. And a good mortgage loan officer, too, of course. And uh, using... Um, Using experienced professionals can save you from making some very expensive mistakes. And if you do make a mistake, the experienced person you put on your team can help you mitigate that damage. One of the biggest closing cost fees that you're going to pay up front when you're uh, getting a mortgage to buy a home or refinancing is the money you pay for an appraisal. I have uh, made a habit to warn you when you come for a loan application about certain repairs that an appraiser may notate in the appraisal that uh, will probably have to be completed before closing or in some cases right after closing. And uh, if some of these repairs are cost prohibitive to you as a buyer or even as a seller or if you're refinancing your house, then uh, now would be the best time to find out and not after you have spent the money on the appraisal. So here are some common repair items that uh, we see in the mortgage office on appraisals that usually have to be corrected before closing, but sometimes right after closing. And here they are. A leaky roof, rotted wood, peeling paint, torn flooring, broken tile, 
non-functioning plumbing and electrical or non-functioning like your heating and air systems. Drainage problems, holes in your sheetrock, maybe some broken windows, uh, foundational problems. How about termite damage? That's a big one That's down right. south. We're broadcasting out of Memphis. Hazardous waste on the property and more. Does the property you're going to purchase or refinance have any of these conditions that I just mentioned? And uh, if so, how much is it going to cost to correct? Uh, you're right there. And some of the things appraisers see is uh, cracks in the brick, which would indicate structural problems, and mm-hmm. also uh, lead-based paint. That's one thing that is uh, never going to go away. If a home was built before 1978, the appraiser assumes that the paint is on there is lead-based, and not only should you paint the house, but you must pick up your paint chips because those little things are poisonous, and from what I understand, kids love to eat them. They taste, they taste good to a child, so a, a child will eat that and, and ingest lead-based and or lead into their system, which is not a good thing. So mm-hmm. we're pretty strict on that. Well, I know you said somebody had to go and pay an extra inspection fee one time because they had left all of those paint chips out on the ground, and those have to be picked up. It would have filled a, a trash bag, actually. Wow. <laughs> it was it was major. I called the bank. I think the loan officer, not you, but another loan officer, had to go out there and get it. And I went out there three hours later. It took me three hours in the hot sun to get all that stuff wow. picked up. Well, I know you're so good. If it had not been that much, you would have done it for I them. tried. This, <laughs> this is a nice thing to do, but it was a lot. Uh, I was talking with the radio listener a few weeks ago, and he wanted to refinance his house and get quite a bit of cash out so he could do some fix-ups on his property. And I asked him uh, what type of fix-up specifically you wanted to do he said well the upstairs bathroom needs redoing and so does the siding on the outside of my house when I asked him to clarify exactly this comes down to communication there you go (laughs) when I asked him to clarify exactly what he would be redoing uh, come to find out he had ripped out the toilet and the shower from the upstairs bathroom so there was no working toilet and no working shower up there and he had to replace some missing siding on the outside of his house because the wood was rotting behind it and there was termite damage. Of course, termites love moisture. And when I explained that the appraiser would probably require this to be corrected before closing since it was structural in nature, of course, he reminded me, well, the reason he needed to refinance his house is because he needed the money first before he could do the repairs. A little catch-22 there. And in situations like this, sometimes the answer is to use a different type of mortgage or like a renovation repair loan and not use the standard mortgage product. Or sometimes it could just be a temporary bank loan type deal that would help get him out of that catch-22. And if you have some input on this topic, call us now while we're live at 901-535-9732 or outside the Memphis area. Uh, call us 800-474-9732 or if you want to talk more detail uh, call me personally after this show at 901-482-0354 or jo at jogarner.com that's right joe and you know communication is so key you don't go to a doctor's office and say hey i'm feeling bad well where do you hurt and i said well i can't tell you <laughs> you're the doctor you know and it gets the same way with a with a mortgage loan or anything like that. You don't go to the mortgage loan office and say, "Hey, I need to I need to refinance my house," and you know without saying why. So the communication is a key factor here. And that's true with the mortgage company and the appraiser too. Um, 
But let's take a moment and talk about mortgage rates. Those can indirectly drive supply and demand on real estate. The prices on mortgage rates eased down just a little bit yesterday, making yesterday's rate the lowest we've seen since May 2013. That's over a three-year low. But all of this could change with a big calendar event like what's coming up Wednesday, June the 15th, 2016, when the Federal Reserve talks about their interpretation of the economy and what they intend to do about it. So if you or someone or, you know, somebody you know are uh, ready to pull the trigger on a refinance or a purchase loan, let's look at some mortgage options that can uh, make your life easier. And if you have a mortgage rate in the upper fours or you have over 10 years left on your mortgage, you might be pleasantly surprised at how much I can lower your interest expense, even shorten that term to help you get rid of that mortgage sooner. Um, you can call me personally. But Tom, uh, you have over 40 years experience appraising real estate. We've got a couple of minutes before we go to break. As a realtor or a mortgage lender, how should I prepare my clients for your appraisal? That's a great question, Joe. And one of the things you can do is have the, uh, the homeowner can have a list of homes that have sold recently within the past year of homes that they may want the appraiser to use. But on the other hand, there may be that, uh, uh, I call it the get-even-with-them divorce sale that just <laughs> is saying, oh, gosh, that's the worst sale in the world because it was a divorce and they wanted to sell the house quickly or a guy took another job at a, at a place where he wanted to be moved right away and then, you know, they dumped the house on the market and... It's as important to put sales that you want to use and sales that you don't want to use and uh, to give the appraiser an insight that he may not know about. So uh, those are some good tips on the on the front end on that. Yeah, and we'll come back to that when we come back from break because you've really got some great ideas I want you to share with our listeners. But you're listening to How to Deal with a Low Appraisal and some Mortgage Options that Can Help. That's what we're talking about today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. We're talking with Tom King, an appraiser with Bill King and Company. And Tom, we can reach you at 901-487-6989. We want to talk with you, so give us a call on the air, 901-535-9732 while we're live. And we'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Kim Miller with Arch Mortgage Insurance from Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. I might be cheap, but I'm not broke. I get my nicotine from secondhand smoke. I spend proud in hand-me-downs and use hotels, so I might be cheap, but I'm not broke. I keep that thermostat at 63 all winter. I hit the buffet right before they switch to dinner. For lunch, I munch on free samples down at Sam's Club. That's good grub. I let my cell roll through to call her ID so I can call you back when my minutes are free. I wear a wig on ladies' night at O'Malley's Pub. And you're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host. You can connect with me at jogarner.com, and uh, I'd love to talk mortgages with you. And uh, that song uh, was contributed by our co-host, Tom King, who's an appraiser with Bill King Company. That's right. 
<laughs> some songs just make you want to laugh, and that's so much for the high degree of sophistication. We have to put a little humor in the in the show every once in a while. Yeah, we don't want this stuff to get too dry for you, but uh, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking today about how to deal with a low appraisal and some mortgage options that can help you. Uh, we'd love to talk with you, so give us a call while we're live in the studio, June 11th, 2016, and that number to call in the studio is? 901-535-9732 or outside Memphis, 1-800-474-9732. Well, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to do uh, a little bit of a trivia contest. We're going to do our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest, and uh, today our trivia is brought to you by our own Tom King who is, of course, a Memphis history enthusiast. Uh, our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, and their number is 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a big, big project or even a smaller project, or they can do the big, big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. If you know the answer to the Look Back trivia, uh, Memphis Trivia Contest, uh, call us on the air at 901-535-9732 or outside Memphis area, 800-474-9732. Tom, what is our trivia, our trivia question? This is, this is one of my favorites. i tell you what, it's cool. What local area Memphis restaurant defended the use of their name all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States? I'll say it again. What local Memphis restaurant defended their name all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States? And uh, if you want to, if you have that answer, give us a call at 901-535-9732 or 1-800-474-9732. Do you have any hints? <laughs> uh, we may wait a little bit for the hint. I think you just about gave it away, <laughs> but it is a good one, yeah. It is, and there's a phone ringing. We, we have some people calling already. I know, you already, I know, you gave it away, but I love that one, too. And you were, you and I were talking about this before the show the other day, and we had decided this was going to be the trivia contest today. But It's while a great one. While we're waiting on uh, them to call back, did you have anything you wanted to add about tips that you would give to uh, someone before they uh, actually go out and buy an appraisal? Yes. Uh, one of the things you can do is really look at your house. And I know that sounds silly, but, um, you know, the appraiser has to measure. That means I have to get between the, the shrubs and the house. And that's something a homeowner doesn't usually do. And we see rotted wood there and stuff like that that we take a picture of and we include it in the report. So uh, we see the things in 30 minutes, we may see the stuff in a house that a homeowner may never see because they don't ever look there. I mean, I, I get I get bloody and sticky sometimes and all that stuff. So uh, we've got a question. We've got a caller. We've got Gary on the line. And Gary, how can we help you today? Hey, Tom, I got a question in regard to uh, appraisals in Mississippi. You were talking about low appraisals, high appraisals, and taking an account for everything in between. But how do you find a true market value of a home in Mississippi then that they do not disclose uh, sale prices in the deeds? 
that's a great question, and unfortunately, I do not have a license in Mississippi just for that reason. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gary, all I can tell you is that uh, I'm totally ignorant in Mississippi. There's some mighty good appraisers in there, and they have a wonderful uh, database with MLS and things like that. And I would say that uh, that's why appraisers in Mississippi are are doing the job there because uh, it is a non-disclosure state. You cannot look at a deed and tell what the sales price is, and it's really tough. It, uh, it's 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 bad, but the appraisal community down there uh, does have a, a very good database for sales there. And I'd say contact a realtor or something like that to, to get that information. I tell people that that I, I hear Mississippi is somewhere south of Tennessee, but that's a vicious rumor. I don't ever go. <laughs> I seldom go there. <laughs> but, mind to call you for a referral? That'd be fine. Give me a call at 901-487-6989. I think we can probably hook you up with somebody. Give me a day or two, or, um, or give me your phone number, and I'll get back to you on that. And, and well, uh, get, get, that, Tom. And, and, and Gary, thank you for calling. I wanted to also mention to you that um, having been a realtor many years ago in uh, working in real estate in Maine and Mississippi, who are they're both non-disclosure states, as a just a regular person that does not maybe have the access to the the MLS, you can also look at these uh, tax stamps. It's not an absolute guarantee that that's what the house sold for, but it can give you a, a pretty good clue as to what the sales price was by looking at those tax stamps. I understand. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Thank you, Gary. And uh, now, Tom, going back, I can't believe we don't have a trivia winner yet. Have you got a hint? Oh, well, let's say it's a, a kind of a clownish thing. How about that? Okay. <laughs> All right. But someone should be able to, to know. Uh, the answer. Oh, oh we just got well, a, we just we got, got a, winner. a winner. All right, all right. We got Jim on the line, and I'll do a little drum roll for you, Jim. But you're the trivia winner. What's the answer to our trivia question? In Mason, Tennessee. Say that again. Ozo's restaurant. And you are 100% correct, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever eaten there, Jim? Yes, I have. It's pretty good stuff, and. Jim, one of the neat things about it is any any waitress can pick up your drink and know exactly what it is. They have like three different uh, color glasses, and if it's a, a clear glass, it's either Sprite or Coke. They, they can tell if it, you're drinking Coke, Dr. Pepper, uh, Diet Coke, tea, sweet tea, regular tea, just by the color of the glass, and it's really cool. Right. That's right. But let me give you a little history of it. Uh, Larry Harmon was was born in Toledo, Ohio in 1923. Uh, let's see. Thomas Jefferson Williams opened his first barbecue restaurant in the Hamlet in in Mason uh, and named it after himself. He went by the name of Bozo, and it was three decades after Bozo opened up their restaurant that uh, uh, Bozo the Clown became popular. And in 1982, they wanted to uh, open up a restaurant in, uh, uh, I think, Beale Street or something. And uh, Bozo the Clown sued Bozo's restaurant for a cop trademark infringement. And Bozo the Clown registered as an entertainer, not as a restaurateur. And Bozo's restaurant has nothing about a clown in it, so it just had the name. 
So Bozo's Restaurant was Bozo's before Bozo the Clown was Bozo. So, so they uh, won. So Bozo's Restaurant won, right? But they won, and it's still Bozo's, and it's a great little place to eat. My my mother, when I grew up, my mother had friends there, and she called it the Promised Land, Mason, Tennessee. <laughs> so we're going to the Promised Land, and and I knew I, I knew exactly where we we're going, Mason, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, thank you again for being on our show, and congratulations for winning. And uh, the uh, the Lawhans are going to give you a $25 gift card, and they'll be sending that to you in the mail very soon. Real quick, we've got about one minute before we go to break, Tom. So talk a little bit about the firewall between a mortgage company and an appraiser. All right. That's a great question. Um, probably about seven years ago when all the, the mortgage loan debacle and the, 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 all that uh, broke through, they changed the rules to where the appraiser and the mortgage company uh, really can't talk to each other. There's an automatic list. The mortgage company has a list of appraisers, and it's a random pick out of that. So the mortgage company cannot pick the appraiser. And uh, because of that, the mortgage company can't talk to the appraiser, which means that they can't influence, cannot influence the appraiser. And uh, Joe, quite frankly, that's why you and I don't do mortgage loan business together. So uh, that's what it, that's it in a nutshell. All right. Well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host. We're talking with Bill King. We want to talk with you. Give us a call uh, on the air. At, uh, did I say Bill? <laughs> that's right. Everybody Slap does. <laughs> We're I going, take that as a compliment. We're going though. to Fox News. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. The Mid-South's home for news, weather, and traffic is News Talk 600 WREC, WEGR HD2, Memphis. Hi, I'm Sally Baker in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now, back to your host, Joe Garner. When all my good luck turns to bad and I am feeling weary, blue, and sad, the best friend I ever had I found to be my last dollar. When all in, down and out I feel, to my friends I should appeal. But who is it takes me to a meal? My last dollar. I'm no low down beggar man. Don't nobody get to thinking that, because I ain't. No, sir. I'm the honestest man in town. Mm-hmm. But those who ain't got... Wow. You know, that takes us back to the 1940s. That's Dale Deacon, and this came off of a 78 record. Uh, Tom's got a huge collection of <laughs> 78s. Right. and I like old stuff. <laughs> and that, that's a really good song, My Last Dollar. Who, If you're down and out, Who's going to? Which friend is going to take you out for a meal? Not your best friend, but your last dollar. <laughs> My last dollar. <laughs> and we don't want you to spend your last dollar though on an appraisal unless you've done some background work on it. That's right. That's right. And Joe, I got a question for you. You've dealt with a lot of customers who are surprised with an appraisal that came back low. Imagine that. What are some <laughs> of the mortgage options that you can put in place to keep the terms workable for your customer? Well, what, what's that? What is what, what, when an appraisal comes back? How does it? Make with you i guess yeah. it's the best way to say it <laughs> yeah it make me pull my hair out sometimes but yes you know very recently even i've uh dealt with customers who were surprised with an appraisal that came back you know with a lower value but you know my job uh, as a mortgage professional is to still make that deal work for them 
if the difference is small, usually the seller on a, like a purchase deal will come down on their price to meet the lower value. But if the seller is, you know, short meeting their absolute minimum net profit requirement, uh, you know, if they can't do it, lowering the price, and sometimes they renegotiate and the seller and the buyer may agree that the seller is going to pay less of the buyer's cost that they initially had agreed to do. Sometimes the buyer just agrees to pay the difference in the sales price and the lower appraisal value, but the buyer is normally, it's, they're not required to do this. They could walk away from the deal and get their earnest money back, but they, you know, they've spent money on the appraisal. They've probably spent money on the home inspection, too, which is separate, uh, and they don't get refunded for that. So if the buyer has their heart set on a house and they've invested quite a bit on the appraisal inspection, they might meet the seller halfway on coming up with the extra funds or do something to help make that deal work, even with the lower appraisal value. As a mortgage loan officer, my expert assistant, Susan, and I will sometimes get in a huddle with the uh, realtors involved on the transaction and contest information used by the appraiser if we have evidence that we believe that the appraiser may be missed or skipped that could have resulted in a higher appraisal value. So you do have the right to appeal, absolutely. Yes. That's good. And that's that's where the experience pays off. And if the difference in the appraisal value and the price is substantial, I will sometimes, you know, rework the loan terms on a different product and add a little bit of mortgage insurance to maybe allow us to increase that loan amount for our buyer or the loan to value on the loan if needed. Other times I may combine the loan with an additional loan product to help my customer get into the home with the amount of move-in cost that still fits inside their comfort level. Now, um, I just had an appraisal in Collierville not too long ago that came back $10,000 low on the appraisal value. That just, And this was a house that they had completely updated the kitchen, the bathrooms. The appraiser used comparable sales to come up with this value that were not houses that had been updated. And the realtor representing the seller uh, had done extensive research on that neighborhood, and he knew that there were other comparable sales of properties that had been updated. So he put together a nice, respectful letter to the mortgage company pointing out the specific comps that he felt that this appraiser should have used and why. And, and I forwarded his letter I forwarded his letter to the third-party appraisal ordering company, who then forwarded it to the appraiser, who reviewed the appraisal again and raised the value by $8,000. Now, we didn't get it raised 10000 but we got it raised 8000 By raising that value by 8000 it made the deal workable again for the buyer and the seller, and the loan closed without a hitch. Yeah, Joe, let me interject one thing. Mm-hmm. When I went to Houston for the relocation convention a couple of weeks ago, one of the things they said is if you're in a very hot market, which we hope to have soon, uh-huh. and uh, you've got multiple uh, offers on a property, some people are saying, we don't care what it appraises for. We want the house. Right. And, now, which offer do you think uh, the seller is going to take? You know, <laughs> this is in a, in a hot market of multiple offers. That's one thing that you might want to look at is if, if the buyer can do that. Uh-huh. But uh, that is one thing that they said is, is happening uh, in other parts of the country right now. Well, very good point. And we have a caller. We have Ray on the line. And, uh, Ray, how can we help you today? Uh, good morning, Miss Joe. Uh, I, I couldn't think of anyone better to uh, answer this question than <laughs> someone with your experience and knowledge. Um, you were talking about bozos earlier. Well, I, I'm a real bozo when it comes to this subject. So, uh, I <laughs> love you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I'm old enough to know the answer to this question, but I bought this house three and a half years ago, and like a bozo, I, I didn't find out until sometime afterward that it still had a mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my friend that sold it to me um, told me that, uh, well, he, he said he had mortgages out on other houses, which he did not even own. Can you explain to me why a, what a mortgage why a mortgage is necessary, even if uh, a, a person the, the one that that holds it is not the owner? Okay, Ray, I'm so glad you brought that up, and it is a bit of a convoluted question, but um, uh, here's how that could happen. And there, and I'm sure if somebody else knows some other incidences, and you want to call, that's that's fine. But here's one. There are a number of real estate investors who buy houses subject to the appraisal, I mean, subject to the mortgage. And what that means is maybe a lot of times it's people who are having problems paying the mortgage. And so they'll have an investor come in and they'll say, well, we'll pay the mortgage for you, but we're going to take the house in our name. Now, when in Tennessee and a lot of other states, when somebody gets a mortgage, there is a clause, an acceleration clause in there that says they will not transfer all or any portion of ownership to anyone else without the lender's express written permission. So when they do this, they do take a chance on having that lender call that loan due and payable immediately. But people do it, and I guess the mortgage company's like, hey, if they're making the mortgage payment, let them do it. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going to, if it ain't broke, they're not going to fix it, basically. But that, Ray, is how that can happen, that somebody would have a mortgage. I mean, would not have the mortgage in their name but own the property. Other times it's where divorce situations have happened and, and the one spouse that was on the mortgage deeded back the house to the other spouse. But there's a number of situations like that. Did I, did I answer your question at all? I want to answer your question. Okay. Um. Oh, that's Thank a long you. answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. But why, right? you know, on the prompter here, it says, homeowner, why is the mortgage necessary? So what specifically, what part of that question were you referring to, Ray? Uh, I think you answered it for me. Ray, thank, thank you. you. I want to thank you for calling because you know, yeah. Tom, we wouldn't have even thought to ask to answer that kind of question or go into that. That's but right. I'm sure there are several people out there who have dealt Our listeners with listeners are on the ball. I tell you, <laughs> with, they're yeah. not bozos. <laughs> no, Ray, you're not a bozo. You are very smart, and uh, you know to pick that out. So thank you for calling and and bringing that point up. I'd love to talk to Ray after the show. Uh, going back, though, uh, Tom, you want to go back and oh, actually what I wanted to ask you, because we had talked about the firewall, the fact that you can't uh, a person, if they're going to get a mortgage, they can't just call you up and ask you for an appraisal. The appraiser a cannot change the value without the mortgage company asking them to. That's one thing. So you can call the appraiser and say, well, I want you to do this, but I always refer them back to the mortgage company because of the firewall. And we were just talking before Ray's call about things that the mortgage company can do to um, try to offset or or try to, to contest an appraisal that has a low value only if we have evidence that there's uh 
uh, information that the appraiser skipped or missed or maybe some better comps out there and that kind of thing. We can't just contest the value. We have to contest something about the material uh, that are, that is in that appraisal. That's right. That's right. And I've, I've got a few quick tips uh, for contesting a low appraisal. Number one, stay in the same area. Um, one mile is best. Look at the appraisal and see if the appraiser went out further than mm-hmm. a mile, and maybe you can too. Uh, no sales older than a year. Uh, stay within, say, 15 to 20% of the square foot range of the subject yep. property. And I say forget price per square foot because I don't care if a, if a house is uh, uh, with 800 square feet sold for $110 a square foot and your house has 1,600 or 2,000 square feet. That means nothing to an appraiser. Mm-hmm. And uh, be nice in your letter. Here's, <laughs> I've got an actual quote here from a letter that was not sent to me but to another appraiser that I looked at. And he said, we're all shocked that this house does not appraise. I've not heard of this appraiser you sent to this house, which may indicate his lack of understanding in the Midtown market. And this appraiser had been around for 25 years. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you don't start off the letter by uh, insulting the person that you want to get the appraisal raised. So uh, be careful when you do that. Even if you're sending it to the mortgage company first, that that letter is going to get forwarded right on over to the third-party appraisal agency, which is going to forward it to that appraiser. And whatever you say, that appraiser will see. (laughs) And the other thing is most mortgage companies want uh, listing numbers and days on market, which means that house should be listed in the MLS. If it was a for sale by owner and wasn't listed in MLS, that may not be a sale that the appraiser can use. And the other tip, read your letter before you send it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> read it like you were getting it. Okay? Yes, that's, that's a great lesson in human rate relations, Tom. Um, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. We're talking about how to deal with a low appraisal and some mortgage options that can help you. I'm Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. We're also talking with Tom King with Bill King Company, who has been in the appraisal business since he was literally in diapers because his dad was in there and he has followed in his dad's footsteps. We want to talk with you, so give us a call while we're live in the studio at 901-535-9732 or 1-800-474-9732. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. Hi, this is Jeff Ross and Heidi Ross with Show Show Homes Homes Memphis. Memphis, and we listen to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop from Memphis, Tennessee. If my nose was running money, I'd blow it all on you. I'd buy you a Cadillac, a new Mercedes, too. I'd build you a mansion up on that mountaintop. If my nose was running money, but honey, it's not. was running money you'd have anything you please anytime you wanted cash all I'd have to do is sneeze (laughs) honey you'd win the lottery when I have a cold or flu if my nose was running money I'd blow it all on you oh what a romantic song (laughs) 
my nose is running. Nothing brings a tear to your eye like that song. <laughs> yeah, don't sneeze. But actually, yeah, here, sneeze, Tom. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. You know, you can also find me at Evolve Bank and Trust, and you can find me also down at uh, Tamp and Tap Restaurant downstairs and drinking cappuccino and doing business. I always say that's the finest way to do business. <laughs> there you go. We're talking with Tom King, who's an appraiser with Bill King Company. We want to talk with you. We've got we've got Chuck on the line. Chuck, how can we help you today? Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm purchasing some property down in Mississippi in Hay County, and I'm putting a mobile home on it. The um, mobile home company wants to charge me what I consider to be an unreasonable amount of money for an appraisal on a straight piece of land. Um, and I'm, uh, they want to charge me $900 to appraise this piece of property. And I think that's just plain too high. It, it is, is, does that sound right to you? How much land is in it, Chuck? There's, uh, it's uh, 5.9 acres. There's a well and a septic on it, and it's, it's flat land. Okay. Can, All right. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the long answer. 900 sounds too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, so too. I, th- I thought so too, and 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 sometimes the appraiser doesn't get all that money, and the middleman uh, gets a, a sometimes a good portion of that. So it, not all that money goes to the appraiser, and we're not allowed to state um, how much our fee is in relation to what the charge is. So that that may have some impact on it, but uh, nine hundred nine hundred bucks sounds pretty high. Well, would it be uh, unreasonable to ask? For to uh, I have to pay for the appraisal anyhow. So wouldn't it be would it be unreasonable for me to ask to uh, have my own appraiser appraise it? Nope that that will not work at all because the mortgage company has to order the appraisal. Um, you you might want to talk to Joe and see what she could do on that. Yeah, Chuck, leave your name and number. I'd like to, I've got a few questions I can ask you off the air once we're off the air and uh, that I think may turn us in the right direction. But I want to thank I've done you. that. I, I, she has my number. I will be calling you, Chuck. Thank you so I, much. Uh, ma'am, I am going down to the company this afternoon, so if you could do that, I, I would love to be armed to the teeth. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you some ammunition. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Thanks so for much. calling, Chuck. All thank right. you, Chuck. And uh, it's time for the real estate tip of the week i have a real estate tip of the week and that is uh, do your homework before you pay for the appraisal the appraisal is the single uh, highest dollar closing fee that you pay up front that you don't get refunded even if the uh, deal doesn't close so do some uh, work on your own i don't hang my hat on the accuracy of zillow.com but when it comes to houses in a cookie cutter neighborhood where most of the houses are very similar and very close together when it comes to zillow.com usually where there's smoke there's fire it can be pretty close it's not always right a little better place to go is chandlerreports.com if you live in the memphis uh, shelby county area you can pay about fifty dollars you can get uh, recent fairly detailed information about houses that have sold in that targeted uh, area where your your home of interest is and that can help you decide before you pay for an appraisal what your odds are of getting the value you need 
Realtors are a great resource. You better believe it. They, yes. they know that market. They do. And they also have some recent information about what houses like your subject home are selling for and how long they stay on the market. I think you're going to find most realtors are very happy to share their information without charging you a fee. They're really good folks. The uh, mortgage company will still have to order an official appraisal, though, and use the assigned appraiser's value and info about the house. But at least you can feel good about the fact that you did your homework before paying that money for your appraiser appraisal. That sounds good. That's good I want to ask you a real quick question. Uh, well, I've got some announcements. Let's, yeah, let's do, do that. Those. Uh, Talk Shop offers free education and networking to anyone interested in real estate or business. This Wednesday, June the 15th, 2016, Talk Shop will be presenting The Source Does It All. We change your life. Professionals in uh, home and office organization and estate sales, too. Sally Baker will be presenting. Talk Shop is free for the next two months thanks to our advertisers like Pat Goldstein, experienced realtor with Cry Like in Tennessee and Mississippi. She's the gold standard in real estate. You can reach her at 901-606-2000. Thank you also to Gwen Christensen of Builders Floors and Interiors. You can catch her at buildersfloorsandinteriors.com. She can install your flooring at less cost to you than the big box stores will charge you. You can reach her 901-382-2155. For more information about Talk Shop, go to talkshop.com. That's talk, S-H-O-P-P-E.com to hear today's podcast of Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And you can also hear some others of our shows. Go to jogarner.com. And remember, make your plan, work your plan. If a deal works for you today, do it today. University of Phoenix, uh, their Memphis campus, they're having their career fair on July the 21st at 10 a.m. For more details, you can contact the campus at 901-752-2612. And here's one more. The Neighborhood Christian Centers and the Food Bank Mobile Market will be providing a mobile food market to families in need. The Neighborhood Christian Centers, uh, they're seeking private and corporate partners to sponsor the mobile market each week and provide volunteers to package and distribute the food to our neighbors who are in need. For more information, donors and volunteers can call 901-881-6013 and uh, ask for development uh, development department. Uh, David Lenore, Shelby County trustee, uh, contacted us this week and wanted to remind you that they have their real estate roadshow where you can buy some real estate property at a really good deal. You can find out more by contacting Keisha Whitaker at kwhitaker at shelbycountytrustee.com. Quick quote from our quote corner. Uh, This is a note from a customer to their realtor. You did a great job describing my house in the real estate ad. It sounds so appealing. I've decided to keep it. (laughs) Very good job for that realtor. Quick, before we go off the air, Tom, talk about what other types of, of appraisals that you do besides mortgages. What other ones do you do? Individuals <laughs> wanting to know their value, maybe to uh, sell to one sibling, so they treat the other siblings fair. Divorce, estate, uh, relocation, anything like that. How do we reach you? 901-487-6989. And we are out of time. It went by fast, it? Didn't did. It? We, we always love hanging out with you guys on Saturday. We hope to see you back next week. But in the meantime, check us out at jogarner.com. And we'll check s- out Bozo's and see what you think. Yeah. They've got a little brochure on the on the whole court case there. We'll see you guys back next week. Honey, you love better than money in the bank.